This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit theshawnstevensonmodel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my beautiful co-host and producer, Jade Harrell. What's up, Jade? What's up, Sean? Darling. Oh, darling. <laughs> How you doing today? Man, I am great taculabulous. Oh, man, that's something right there. Mm-hmm. What is that? Great, fantastic, and fabulous. Oh, triple, today. you triple played it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never cease to amaze me. <laughs> so good. I so good. I say the same for you, sir. I receive all of that. Take it. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> it is for you. Thank you. Well, everybody, we've got an amazing show for you guys today. Today, we're going to be talking about 15 delicious ways to add more superfoods to your meals. And this is a really practical episode because it's like, you know, I get this interesting new superfood like spirulina. But what do I do with it? Right. Like, what am I supposed to do with this green stuff, Sean? You know, so we're going to talk about really fun and delicious ways to add these things into your nutrition protocol on a daily basis. You can find a way to be a ninja with your nutrition and sneak the good stuff in there. Right. And also with your kids and your family in general as well. You know, so it's going to be really good stuff. But first, let's give a huge shout out to our show sponsor on Head over to O-N-N-I-T forward slash model and you're going to get 10% off all of your health and human performance supplements. We're huge fans of the Hemp Force oh, Protein, yes. Choco Maca, Vanilla Acai, the two incredible flavors that they have. Not only is it the most bioavailable protein for the human body, but it also tastes amazing. It's so good. It's amazeballs, right? <laughs> so good. But more than anything, it's good for you. This is going to get you off of the standard way, the gas and blast the digestive distress that comes along with a lot of the standard proteins out there that we just accept as normal. It's not normal. You know, you should feel good when you have your supplement, especially a protein supplement. And this is organic and it's from earth-grown nutrients. So definitely check them out. Hemp Force Protein is what I use post-workout pretty much every time out of the gate. And also we're huge fans of the super green foods product they have called earth grow nutrients yes which it's a huge health insurance better than any multivitamin that you're going to get where it's coming from synthetic sources this is coming from real foods concentrated superfoods and you just basically take a scoop each day throw it into your water and there you go you're getting a real dense source of protein dense source of micronutrients micro minerals enzymes polysaccharides all this cool stuff we're going to talk more about today but that's their green product. It's called Earth Grow Nutrients. So head over there on it.com forward slash model and check them out. Great now let's stuff. get into the iTunes review of the week. Well, since we're talking about amazing, this one is from Alice and it's five stars. And she says, amaze informational, transformational and amazing. That's for you, Jade. I love this show. I am now obsessed and listen to one episode a day. I put on my headphones, grab the dog and go take a loop to reset my thinking and plug into the model health way of life. Sean has a voice like honey and a brain full of knowledge and positivity. Thanks for the daily plug-in. You have made me a better person. I am stoked to continue on the journey with these two. Who needs therapy? This is all the mental workout I need in my life. Thanks for rocking my world, getting my body and spirit in shape, and keeping a smile on my face, all with a deep breath of gratitude. Keep it up. (laughs) <laughs> wow wow yeah thank you that is so good yeah just honey so voice. good <laughs> <laughs> ah i love yeah. that thank you so much mm-hmm. i truly do appreciate that and everybody thanks for leaving the reviews over on itunes 
I mean, it just blows me away. Yeah. Truly blows me away. Mm-hmm. But now it's about to get even better. Dun, dun, dun. Let's get into our topic of the day. And today we're going to be talking about 15 delicious ways to add more superfoods to your meals. Bring it on. All right. So the first one we're going to start with is the one I mentioned, spirulina, mm-hmm. right? So why do we want to add spirulina to our daily protocol? Where spirulina is actually the most protein-dense food on the planet, bar none. So compare that to something like chicken, right? (laughs) Chicken breast. You're going to get about 30% protein by weight. And this is 71% protein by weight. That's phenomenal, Mm -hmm. right? It's a true protein-dense superfood. And when people are talking about where you're going to get your protein, wow, we've got this to really fall back on. And this was actually the protein, major protein source for cultures like the Aztec society, for example, this was their main protein food was spirulina. You know, they dry it out and kind of make it into cakes. And it's still a big food source for other countries like uh, I believe in Ghana, if I'm not mistaken. But there's cultures still around the world that are still utilizing spirulina. Now we can get access to this just by going to your local health food store, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's a really wonderful gift that we have access to, but we still need to know how to use it. Exactly. And so just a couple other things of importance here. Very rich source of chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. So this is like the green blood of the plant. Right. So chlorophyll is a known blood builder in humans. It's very similar to the structure of our blood, except the nucleus is a little bit different. It's also a rich source of a compound called zeaxanthin, which is potentially the number one nutrient for your vision. So that's kind of important. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's also rich in this compound called phycocyanin. Right. Phycocyanin. You might not have heard that before because it's very rare. And this is apparently it, it comes from a very ancient time when the earth itself was more blue than green. Right. So it's this blue, interesting blue pigment. So this is known as a blue green algae. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a blue pigment that's found in spirulina. And this compound has actually been found to stimulate the production of stem cells. Whoa. Right. And stem cells basically become anything you need. Right. So that's how powerful that is. Also, a rich source of magnesium. Anything that's deep green, you're going to probably find some good source of magnesium, which is responsible for over 300 biochemical processes in the body. So when people hear that, and they've probably heard that before, what does that mean? Basically, your body can't do 300 things mm-hmm. that it needs to do if magnesium is not present. Wow. That's how important it is. And it's also the number one mineral deficiency in our country. So That means talk- our mechanisms are shut down. Yeah, we're not. I mean, we're not functioning exactly. into our greatest potential here. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it's kind of sad. Yeah. You know, but once you get your hands on stuff like this, you can change the game. Nice. All right. So how do we use this bad boy? <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> one of the favorite ways, and I'm just going to share one, maybe two ways to use these different foods, but... One of the favorite ways that we found to incorporate spirulina, we actually just had this last night, was taco night. It was Uh taco Tuesday, we'll call it, right? (laughs) And so we've got all this amazing fresh food, fresh vegetables, but it's like how we're going to get the spirulina in. So we mix it into the guacamole, right? And we talked about the ancient kind of Mexican civilizations. They were adding spirulina in to more savory dishes as well, you know, so... It has a natural affinity towards that guacamole. It actually mm-hmm. tastes really, really phenomenal. Nice. And by the way, just start with a little bit. Okay. You know, say. you don't put a tablespoon. <laughs> so just say we've got two avocados worth of guacamole. Mm-hmm. Put a half a teaspoon of spirulina in there to start. And just so you know, and you, because it can make it a deeper dark green, just so your brain knows that, oh, wow, this actually tastes really good mm-hmm. before you try and up it. Right. So that's one of the many ways that we can utilize spirulina is via guacamole. Mm-hmm. And I love guacamole. So you mentioned two tablespoons <laughs> would not be the way to start out there. But if this is so protein dense mm-hmm. and we know that we need a daily allowance of protein, mm-hmm. 
how do we make or do we even look at spirulina as supplying that for our day? Wow, that's such a great question. Thank you. And this is more so, especially if individuals are trying a vegan or vegetarian protocol, protein is definitely going to be a little bit more of a concern. So you can lean on spirulina for that purpose, but honestly, you've got to take quite a bit I was gonna. because it's 71% protein by weight, but the weight is very small. It's light. You know, so you've got to get probably several tablespoons in a day, which is not easy because mm-hmm. it's still an algae. Mm-hmm. You know, it might taste great in guacamole, but trying to throw it in on everything every day, it can probably be a little bit tedious. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'd look at it more so of just an insurance policy. Got it. Right. Just keep adding in. Right. Yeah. I love that. Upgrade. All right. So that's number one, guys. Guacamole. Spirulina added to your guacamole. That's one way to get that amazing superfood in. And by the way, this is why I'm talking about this, utilizing these things more of a food rather than taking a capsule, right? Which you can do, but I really feel that part of the nutrient process, the nutrition process, the healing process is having that food get exposed to your palate, you know, so your body can actually interact with that food before it just kind of opens up a capsule and kind of opens up and explodes mm-hmm. in your belly. Yeah. You know, there's no relationship that's been created right. with that food. Or and a so, full, or a full experience. Yeah. And to get into the more scientific aspect, we look at what's going on with your saliva. And we've talked about this multiple times in the show. You know, your DNA, your genetic information is in your saliva. So when you're chewing your food and just taking the time to actually get to know that food, it's getting to know you before it gets into your gastrointestinal tract. Mm-hmm much likely going to dramatically decrease the instance of like an autoimmune response because that food is not you. Mm-hmm. It's not you. Whatever food you're putting in your mouth, whether it's a, a donut or, a, or a, a steak, you know, it's not you. So it starts to become more of you when you encode it with your genetic information. So I hope that makes sense for everybody. It does. It welcomes the new component to my body mm-hmm. with a friend. You Hello. know, basically, hey, I brought along. Hello. <laughs> Is it me? <laughs> <laughs> I brought along some spirulina. I wanted everybody to meet you. Hey, you know, come on in. That cool. Right. That cool. They're with me. All right. So <laughs> that's number one is spirulina added to your guacamole. That's one delicious way to add more superfoods to your meals. So let's move on to number two on our list of the 15 delicious ways to add more superfoods to your meals. Number two is turmeric. Turmeric. This is one of my favorite things Ever. Very, very powerful antioxidant food here. And it's right in your cabinet or it should be in your cabinet. But we're probably not using it as much and as often as we need to because we tend to think of turmeric equals curry. That's it. So if we're not yeah. getting our curry on, we're not getting the turmeric in. So let me give you a fun, delicious way to add in more turmeric. And so actually first, let me share why it's important. Number one, I already mentioned it's a very powerful antioxidant. And that color, if you've ever noticed or touched it, it will stain it. your fingers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very powerful. These pigments in there, that color is an indication of the antioxidant content. And there's not very many kind of deep orange, yellow colors like that in nature. Thus, your shirt is well today. It's curry. <laughs> I'm a turmeric. You're curry. <laughs> so curcumin is the main kind of phytonutrient that people are talking about and actually taking concentrates of turmeric via this curcumin, right, to get these benefits because curcumin has very, very powerful anti-inflammatory capacity. So it's great for reducing pain, reducing inflammation. But here's really something interesting. We've talked about this on past shows as well when we're talking about cancer. Turmeric has anti-angiogenesis properties. So what that means is it cuts off the nutrition supply, the blood supply to cancer cells. Wonderful. Okay, super That's powerful stuff, right? Especially in our world today. With the numbers that they are, Yeah. we must. Yeah, and it's so simple 
to add this food in because there's a big time consistent thing a lot of people eat on a daily basis. And this is one of my favorite ways to add it in and it tastes amazing. Like I actually did this today, mixing some turmeric in with your eggs. Okay. okay? Some scrambled mm-hmm. eggs and you got your salt, pepper and turmeric. And pepperine has actually been proven to, it's called phytonutrient combining to actually improve and increase the efficacy of the antioxidant capacity in turmeric. So pepperine and turmeric actually go together and they both increase each other's efficacy and it helps your body to utilize both of them better. So when what that looks like is, you know, if I've talked about eggs in the past on the show, I'm not sure if I have or not, but it's best to keep the yolk intact, you know, because oh. it's heat sensitive. So I might not have talked no. about this, right? That's so that's an aha moment right there. This is where you're going to get a lot of the fat soluble vitamins, which are really, really important, but they're heat sensitive, okay, because they're fats and they're not saturated necessarily. So when you're heating these fats, they're going to oxidize and you're going to lose a lot of that. So if something's oxidizing, how about you add more antioxidants, mm-hmm. right? And so turmeric is going to help so that your body can actually get more, even if you break those yolks up. Nice. Okay. So there's another little like double leverage point there why you probably definitely want to add turmeric to your eggs. So some sprinkles. Sprinkle me. <laughs> yes. Just a couple sprinkles. So what I'm going to do, if people want to actually get access to my recipes and the foods that I eat and how I add this stuff in, I actually, I'll go ahead and put together a recipe book for you guys if you want. So you can head over to themodelhealthshow.com forward slash superfoods. So that's themodelhealthshow.com forward slash superfoods. I'll give you access to my recipes. It's not going to be anything flashy, no fancy cookbook, but I'll give you these recipes and I'll probably give you some pictures to go along with them. And so, because some of the stuff I'm going to talk about, you're going to be like, I want that. I do. I want that. Because we haven't even talked about, well, I'm not going to bring it up yet. (laughs) But if you don't have the recipe, it's probably going to be a little bit tougher to kind of figure out how to get the taste right. So, Well, I'm wondering, do I have to poach the egg in in order to keep the yolk intact? Those kinds of questions. Just just scramble. This is regular scrambled eggs, but I'll actually share my recipe you know, to the T for all of this stuff. And actually the meal that I would actually consume. Sweet. Okay, cool. All right. So let's move on here. So that's number two is turmeric. Number three, this one is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Oh, so powerful. Okay, so number three here is medicinal mushrooms. <laughs> medicinal mushrooms. And there's three that really have an affinity with me. I mean, there's so many, but cordyceps, chaga, reishi. In my opinion, those are the three most powerful of the medicinal mushrooms. There's also maitake, shiitake, lion's mane, on and on and on. We can talk about so many different ones and the different qualities that they have, but I found across the board, these are the three most powerful and important medicinal mushrooms that we could be adding in to our nutrition protocol on a daily basis, if not just frequently, you know? So here's why medicinal mushrooms are important. Polysaccharides. Okay. So polysaccharides, what are polysaccharides? Essentially, they help to increase the communication between the cells in your body. Okay. Polysaccharides are information, their communication, their data transfer. This is so important. So polysaccharides, also immunomodulators. So this can actually help to bring your immune system up if it's too low and also help to calm the immune system and bring it down if it's too high. So it's not like a drug that's going to push stuff one way. Okay, so immunomodulators, also NK cell stimulation, so your natural killer cells. This is basically training your white blood cells, your immune system cells to be able to take out any type of nefarious substance that you might come in contact with. So your body basically has to get trained every time it gets exposed to something. 
so that it can take it out and so that it also defends you from it if you ever get exposed again. Your body has really evolved to be able to sense a problem it's been exposed to before and immediately not have an impact. That's awesome. Right? This is why you don't get chicken pox four times, <laughs> for example. <laughs> I'm grateful for that. All right. So, for example, Rishi, upwards of 300% increase in your NK cell activity. Around the same thing for Chaga. Cordyceps is going to be around 120% NK uh, cell activity. But the reason I put cordyceps on the list, and I've talked about this many times, you know, that's my pre-workout supplement Mm -hmm. because it increases the oxygenation of your cells and also improves your insulin sensitivity as well. So it's really great as an adjunct to your athletic program, you know, to your training. Mm -hmm. It's really great for that. That's a formula. So with onit.com forward slash model, you get access to the Shroom Tech Sport. That's a formula. Whereas if I'm just getting the whole cordyceps and I'm going to tell you guys how I use it, I'll get that from Perfect Supplements. So it's perfectsupplements.com forward slash model health. And you can get your hands on some cordyceps by itself there. Mm -hmm. And so cordyceps, what I'll do with this is generally I'm going to add my medicinal mushrooms to a tea. I'm going to make myself a hot tea. And this is really simple. And again, I'll share my recipe. But basically, I get my hot water my high quality spring water, which mm-hmm. you've done an episode talking all about the water. Water we'll put that class. in the show notes. Yes. You've got to listen to that episode. All right, so get my water together and I'll get my tea. So it might be, let's see, yerba mate is my most recent, rooibos tea, pau de arco, chuchu hawasi. <laughs> you know, there's so many different ones. Uh, cat's claw. There's so many different teas that you can play around with depending on what your goal is. A favorite of mine right now is gynostema. Mm-hmm. Gynostema tea. I've heard that. And so... I'll brew my tea, and then in the blender, I'm going to throw in my fats, which we'll, come, we'll talk about in a little bit. I'll open up the capsules of my medicinal mushrooms. Uh, usually, it's cordyceps right now, and maybe a few drops of some kind of English toffee stevia or chocolate stevia or something like that. And then I'll pour my hot tea in there and blend it up, and I've got my amazing kind of elixir, super easy elixir. Yes. And so that's a really great way to add in the medicinal mushrooms in a way that you're actually again getting that palate sensation. It's interacting with you before it just opens up a capsule in your belly. Right. right. So some of the teas have a temperature limit or threshold about how to not diminish their efficacy. Do mushrooms also have that? And do I need to be concerned about my water temperature? That's such a great question. I mean, phenomenal question. So the best extracts of these mushrooms are going to be a dual extract where they're extracting via hot water and also via alcohol because there's different qualities or properties are going to get pulled out by each method. So there's triterpenes, which are kind of talking about some immune system stuff, some hormone stuff. Then there's like the beta glucans, which are talking about like the antioxidant capacities and qualities we've been kind of discussing. Mm-hmm. So now just to answer your question though, because we could talk a whole show about that, but just to answer your question, the higher the heat, generally the better, because you've really got to break down that mushroom complex, right? It has this very tough structure, you know, where you can't just go and pick up a chaga mushroom and start gnawing on it. You know, <laughs> you've really got to cook it down. You've really got to cook the chaga down, for example, sure. you know? So you know, definitely don't have to worry about the heat with that. But then Yerba Mate says don't go over one. Yeah, the tea, though, that can right. be a different story. So the... Cultures that traditionally drink, like in Argentina, the mate tea, they drink that stuff like flaming hot, okay. right? They drink out of a gourd, and it's actually tied kind of to uh, cancer, but it's not because of the tea. Like a lot of people have messaged me in the past, like, I love mate tea. I see all the wonderful properties, but I heard about there's like some cancer stuff tied to it. It's probably because people are drinking like lava 
level, you know, heat along with the tea. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is as well is that you're still going to get a lot of the properties, but some stuff is heat sensitive. Like the minerals are going to be changed. But what you'll find, what I like to do with mate tea when I'm just taking my time to do it the way that I really like, which is not all the time, okay. I'll use the whole leaf itself, right? And I'll make a nice size pot and I'll just like, let it heat up over a longer period of time I got you. Okay, instead of just boiling it. And so then I'll let it cool down. And when you do that, it turns into this deep, dark green mm-hmm. color. It's like you Beautiful. see the chlorophyll content in there. It's phenomenal, mm-hmm. right? And then I'll just bottle that up for to make some cold elixirs, a cold tea, or I'll just heat it up as I want to to make my hot tea drink. With the uh, mushrooms in it. Yes. Nice. Okay. You got it. okay. So that's a great question. The best question. of both worlds. Yep. And one more thing I want to say about the medicinal mushrooms is the nucleic acids. So this is actually DNA and RNA in these compounds, right? DNA and RNA, genetic information, right? So powerful. You're not going to find that in Twizzlers, right? You're not going to find that in Skittles, in cupcakes. You're not going to get DNA and RNA, but you will get that in these medicinal mushrooms. Are they compatible? Twizzlers and medicinal mushrooms? (laughs) I know what you're saying. We don't do Twizzlers, man. Uh, Cordyceps, Chaga, and Rishi in concert. Do I need to rotate those like some of the other things you've talked about? Yeah, it's really, it depends on your goals and it depends on your finances too. You know, like (laughs) there are a lot of people out there with a whole cabinet, maybe three full of supplements. And I know who you are. (laughs) I know who you are. (laughs) I definitely have that cabinet myself, Mm -hmm. but there are very few things that I actually use as far as supplements that are in a capsule. You know, I use a lot more whole foods. And again, just kind of sharing how I tie this stuff in on a semi-frequent basis. And so we're talking about here in in Chinese medicine, right? Ancient Chinese medicine, 5,000 years of documented history with cordyceps, especially reishi as well. Reishi is like in the top three mm-hmm. in their medicinal system, right? On that, yeah. And what they do historically is they use formulas. Okay, so it's not just one thing. You're generally tying this stuff together in a formula. So absolutely combining mm-hmm. the medicinal mushrooms together with some of this other stuff that we're talking about is really the way to go. Sure. Sounds like a, a great harmonious formula for our bodies. And daily is fine? Yes, absolutely. Sweet. So these are known as tonics, right? So these are things that you can use on a daily basis and they're just going to get better for you, especially reishi and cordyceps. Okay. Especially reishi and cordyceps. Okay, so let's move on here. So that's number three. So we're going to take our medicinal mushrooms and we're going to use them to make teas. Mm -hmm. All right. So number four on our list of 15 delicious ways to add more superfoods to your meals is dulce. We're going to talk about how to add in more dulce. We call it dulce. Dulce. Dulce to your meals. So what is dulce? Dulce is a sea veggie, Mm -hmm. right? It's a sea vegetable. And this is so valuable because it's a true wild food. There's very few wild foods that we're getting into our diets today. And so this is going to have a lot of the kind of like ancient information that our genes are looking for found in this food. One of the important things that it has is iodine, which directly impacts your thyroid function and metabolism. Iodine is critical for that. This is why long ago, long ago, (laughs) (laughs) once upon a time, they started adding iodine to salt, right? Because they started to noticed the population was becoming deficient in this particular compound and it was causing health challenges like goiters, for example, like these big swollen neck thing that starts to happen, right? So there's like, oh, we'll just add it to salt. But the problem is, number one, if you're getting that iodized salt with the girl with the umbrella, right? With mm-hmm. I think, does she have a dog or something? <laughs> She's struggling, right? She's struggling on that pitcher. That salt is highly processed, 
highly processed and you're missing out on upwards of like 90 different minerals and trace minerals that would be found in natural salts like sea salt, for example, or Himalayan rock salt. So to get your iodine and more bioavailable source, definitely check out Dulce. Mm -hmm. And also, let's see, I've got a study. There's a study published a little bit. It's milder than kelp, which is another one that people probably know a lot about. Kelp is a little bit higher in iodine, but the reason I chose Dulce and that I use it more frequently is something I'm going to share with you in just a moment, which is, so there's a study published in Food and Chemical Toxicology that showed that Dulce is an excellent antioxidant, and it has proven, this is actually, it's clinically proven to have free radical scavenging activity. So going and basically gobbling up these inflammatory reactive oxygen species, right? So these inflammatory events in our body. This can kind of go and clean house, right? Nice. Super powerful. And also, the reason that I use it is that it is probably the highest source of potassium of any food that we know about. You know, so a lot of people, like, I need to get my potassium going for my muscles, for my digestive function, for my brain function. Potassium is important for a lot of things. But you generally turn to bananas, right? Mm-hmm. B-A-N-A-N-A-S is, but they usually turn to that, right? And they get on the Gwen Stefani bandwagon and forget that this is a very, very concentrated source of sugar, right? So bananas can literally make you go bananas, mm-hmm. right? And very, very concentrated hybridized food. Whereas if you see a real banana, like a, a natural kind of wild banana, the seeds in there are incredibly big and then you kind of got to eat around them. Whereas the ones that we see commonly in our grocery stores, yeah, there's barely any, those little bitty, teeny, teeny, witty, I mean, (laughs) I barely see them anymore. Those teeny little bitty black seeds, those are the seeds. So they're basically sterile. They actually cannot reproduce themselves in nature. Like man has to cultivate so that the bananas continue to grow. Right. This is crazy. Yeah. Right. It's not a hands off food anymore that can grow on its own because it's packing blizzanks. Mm. Right. It's packing <laughs> blanks. And it's just one of those things we don't think about it. You know, banana, it's, uh, you know, it's supposed to be like uh, it was even marketed as the world's perfect food mm-hmm. for a while. Not so. Not, really. not so genetically modified perfect food, maybe, you know, very, very high in sugar, which, again, Still, I'll throw banana in every now and then here and there, but you've got to understand its place. Mm-hmm. It's not something to base your diet on. Just go wow. bananas on bananas. Mm-hmm. Right? And in the smoothie world, that's kind of been the staple. Right. Right. And then we think we're doing so great by having organic bananas, but they're yeah. still yeah. deficient. Yeah. This is, oh, it's, wow. not a, it's not a natural food. Like humans have hybridized this food and manipulated it so much that it's just very, very concentrated form of sugar. Sure is. And, you, of and we course, use it to sweeten. If we get into a competition, banana versus, you know, Table Twix. Sugar, yeah. You know, <laughs> like bananas winning, right? It's yeah. still a living food. It's still going to be um, ripe with, you know, enzymes and minerals and things of that nature. But you're also getting that tremendous blood sugar response that you don't really need, you know. And by the way, it tastes amazing in smoothies. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. We got to, hands down, banana is probably one of the best things. But just understand, like half a banana a day or every other day, it's not a big deal. But if people are like jamming bananas, <laughs> it's not that smart. Right. So this is why I love Dulce so much, okay. to get to the point. Yeah. You know, Dulce is a very rich source of potassium. So when people are like, that's why I'm jamming these bananas, it's not because the potassium is the argument anymore. Dulce is actually a wonderful source of potassium. And also avocados. It's another great source. You know, so we talked about, yeah, earlier the guacamole. Yeah. It's probably going to end up being more potassium that you're going to get via the guacamole than eating a banana. 
So one of the things that I do, and I actually did this morning, you know, with my breakfast is I take the dulse and here's a good way to use it. Dulse tastes really great on top of an avocado, right? And also on top of greens, like sauteed spinach or sauteed kale, something like that. I'll just sprinkle on some dulse on top of that, but it tastes really, really good on top of avocado. So I actually had all of that today. So I had Mm. sauteed garlicky spinach, the curried kind of, you know, turmeric eggs, and then topped my sliced avocado with the dulse flakes. That sounds wonderful. And I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Feeling pretty good. (laughs) All right, so dulse, that's number four on the list. Use your dulse. You can toss it, top it on top of avocado. It's really wonderful there. Or put it on top of your greens. And by the way, that can also mean like raw greens, so like a salad as well. Okay, so let's move on to number five here. So number five on our list is camu camu. That's it. Camu camu berry. Love that. Highest botanical source of vitamin C. It's actually 3% pure vitamin C by weight. Okay, so it's 3%. And to give you a comparison, that's about 30 to 60 times more vitamin C than in oranges. Easy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That's cray cray. I remember looking on the package to the nutritional content and mm. uh, it was off the charts, like 1,000% of your daily right. allowance. 1,000. Yeah, yeah. And so then One I look and I'm like, how much? <laughs> Man, how much do you have to take? And that's like a quarter teaspoon. Right. <laughs> that's pretty potent. Very, very concentrated. Uh-huh. And again, this is from a, a real food source instead of synthetic vitamin C. That's amazing. Right. So because it's like that, it's going to come packing other things. Like it's also high in potassium flavonoids and other antioxidants as well so it's again it's a real whole food and how i like to add in the camu camu in a pretty regular basis i'll make a lemonade with it really yeah yeah tell me more (laughs) so (laughs) we're just going to squeeze you know fresh squeeze a couple of lemons you know get your high quality spring water i'm going to add a little bit of camu camu sometimes i'll add some msm because they have a really wonderful synergy the sulfur and vitamin c can actually help to regenerate tissues Um, a little pinch of sea salt and by the way, the, the MSM is optional because that can throw off the taste. You've really got to know how to, to play with that. But mm-hmm. I'll put that into the recipes for you guys. Cool. But then I'll add a little bit of natural sweetener. So it might be some raw honey or generally it's going to be some stevia, like a lemon flavored stevia. And so, you know, just shake that up and there you go. It's pretty simple. Beautiful. But the salt is really important. It helps to bring the flavors together. Yeah. Well, I've got a tip then too, because when you make this, the camu camu doesn't dissolve easily. So mm-hmm. if you put your powders together, your camu yeah. camu and your salt or MSM, mm-hmm. I'd swirl those around your dry ingredients first and then mm-hmm. add the liquid and that yeah. makes it blend very easily. So and, true. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And why doesn't it mix together is the question. And No, I didn't ask. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> oh my God. No, no, this is the thing. This isn't working. It's supposed to be, vitamin C is water soluble, uh-huh. right? And it's supposed to be such a high vitamin C food, but it's only still 3% of its actual weight of this fruit. So there's a lot of like oils still in this food, right? So mm-hmm. it's got some of these essential fats in there too, right? In a fruit, right? right? So it makes it kind of difficult for it to mix with water mm-hmm. very well. It's not like Kool-Aid, no. right? Or Tang. <laughs> Do they still have Tang? I would wonder. Do you remember the commercials? It creeped me out as a kid mm-hmm. with the big lips. Oh, God. Just some big talking lips. <laughs> Ooh, scared me. Okay. All right. So let's move on. So that is number five. Number six on our list of 15 delicious ways to add more superfoods to your meals. Number six is cacao. 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 How are we going to add in more chocolate? Cacao. How you like me now? So so cacao is 
raw chocolate, right? Yeah. And everybody's got the memo on this. I did a TED talk about this. Sure did. It was TEDx Sin City, uh, like 2009 or 2010. Wonderful. So when before it was like everywhere, I did this presentation. It was just a really, really great experience and talking about the history of this food. And more so I added in, because it's what I do, is really talking about the nutritional benefits and why it's such a great food to turn to in the first place. So I'm just gonna share a couple of things with you, then I'm gonna share maybe an unorthodox way to get this into your diet. And so uh, number one, we've talked about magnesium. This might be the highest magnesium food on the planet. This is why people tend to turn to chocolate mm-hmm. in times of stress. Right. Right? It's an anti-stress sure mineral, right? Yeah. We sure do. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I know. You know who I'm talking to. (laughs) So magnesium, that's pretty awesome there. So that might be a little fun fact people didn't know, but it's also extremely rich in vitamin C, very high vitamin C food. And I'm not talking about the raw chocolate powder, but the whole cacao bean, right? So it's going to be a pretty good source of vitamin C, extremely rich source of antioxidants. It's one of the like top three things you're going to find on the planet as far as antioxidants. So, and it's going to be like right behind chaga. Chaga is number one, right? So cacao is extremely high in antioxidants. Now let's talk a little bit about the hormones that we're going to have access to by eating this food. So this food actually has these hormone precursors and also end products essentially. So um, number one is phenethylamines. So phenethylamines, so this is PEA, right? PEA, this is known as the kind of the love chemical, right? (laughs) And when you're in love, you actually have a lot more PEA moving through your body. This is gives you that in loveness, you know, like, and you're just like very excited and happy and the birds chirping, all that good stuff. This is a big part of it, is that chemical that you're releasing within yourself, right? right? But it's also found in chocolate. So they didn't make me fall in love. They didn't, they didn't sprinkle magic <laughs> pixie dust on you. It's, it's something that happens within you, you know? You're gonna put Cupid out of work. So also serotonin, you're actually gonna get serotonin, which is a feel good hormone. Dopamine, you're going to find in chocolate as well. And this boosts motivation and pleasure. And lastly, I'll share it. It has MAO inhibitors, okay? MAO inhibitors. And basically, that helps to prevent the reuptake of the serotonin and dopamine. So basically, the feeling good lasts a little bit longer. Nice. Okay? So there's some little benefits about cacao. Now let's talk about how to use this a little bit unorthodox way, you know, because generally a lot of people know about throwing it into smoothies, absolutely, making chocolates with it, making pudding with it. (laughs) What about a more savory way? And again, a way that's indigenously used. This food was used by the Aztecs and the Mayans. This was their form of currency, Mm -hmm. but they weren't making chocolate shakes. Mm -hmm. You know, they weren't making chocolate smoothies. They were making it spicy, right? So here's a way to do it. Fiesta mole. So actually making a mole chili. Okay. So adding cacao to your chili recipe. It is phenomenal. Seriously. Phenomenal. And so I'll also, again, I'll put my recipe you for you guys. And so this is a, another way. It's, it has a natural, if people have had like spicy chocolates that have like peppers in there or kind of spicy spices, <laughs> <laughs> I like myself to introduce myself. <laughs> So, but the spicier type of, of compounds in there, it can really taste amazing, you know, and chocolate just has a natural, but some people have never done that. I like have never chocolate done goes that. with mint very well. Exactly. For example, there's certain things that chocolate just really goes well with. Until you've tried chocolate with spicy, you haven't tried chocolate. Well, then I need to get there. Okay. So I'm going to share my chili recipe with you guys that adds in the Fiesta cacao component. 
in that document. So head over again to themodelhealthshow.com forward slash superfoods. Sign me up. And you can get your hands on my recipes. This will be fun. So let's move on to number seven. Number seven is hemp seeds. How can we add in more hemp seeds? Everywhere, all the time. Yes. So (laughs) hemp seeds are complete protein. It's a complete protein in a seed. That is extremely rare. We've talked about this multiple times. This is why we're huge fans of the Hemp Force Protein from Onnit. Okay, onnit.com forward slash model. That's where you get your Hemp Force Protein is because of the protein content and the fact that it contains edestin, which is quite possibly the most usable protein structure for the human body. And you're a protein machine. Like everything is going to be operating. I'm thinking about like the Lego I'm a movie. Protein machine. <laughs> you're, are you a master so. builder? <laughs> yeah. Right? Are you the special? Uh, yes. My son told me today, he's like, I'm not the special. <laughs> I was like, he's like, I'm a master builder. I'm I was like, aren't they the builder. same? But I'm not getting involved. Let him do. I'm not getting involved. That's funny. So shout out to Lego Movie mm-hmm. and the parents who've watched it 17 times. Oh, yeah. And also shout out to the people who don't have kids, but they just love Lego Movie. Well, there you go. <laughs> and if not, you have to see it. It's a must see. Yes. So hemp seeds, complete protein, rich source of edestin. And albumin, a very soft globular protein, also rich in omega-3 fatty acids. It has a, the perfect ratio, well, I'll say almost perfect ratio mm-hmm. of omega-6s to omega-3s for the human body. You know, So this is going to be around a three-to-one ratio that you should be getting via your diet. But in our world today, it's greatly skewed. It's ridiculously skewed because the animal proteins we're eating, for example, they're eating an inflammatory diet. You know, When you're eating conventionally grown cattle, for example, or uh, conventional grown meats, you're going to get maybe upwards of 20 to 30 to 40 of omega-6 to omega-3s, 40 to 1, 30 to 1. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And those are the more inflammatory omega fatty acids, which they're great. You need those for your body to do processes. But when it's too much, it's too much. So would this ratio in hemp seeds set the balance or set the ratio in order throughout your body or yeah. is it just as you take in this particular food yeah i loved another great question that's a phenomenal question you've got a it's, phenomenal content here <laughs> it's not like a fire extinguisher it okay. definitely can't work like that we've got to remove the problem so it definitely helps it won't hurt but we've got to remove the problem of eating conventionally grown animal foods that's really the big key for your body to put the fire out that's awesome. and then add in foods like hemp seeds that mm-hmm. give you that protein, but also balance. Sure. So then that <laughs> gives me one more question about mm-hmm. protein. So we talked about early in the program with spirulina being the most protein dense by weight. What's the difference between being protein dense and being a complete protein? Wow, that's a great question. So the complete proteins are going to have all of the essential proteins for human life. Okay, that's what a complete protein is. And just depends on who you talk to, which expert. They're going to be around 18 of those. Right. So it's going to have all of those in it. And what was the other question? Protein by weight. That just means what's the percentage of protein that it is. So. So is spirulina. 71 percent protein by weight. Is it still complete? It is a complete protein. There we go. Yes. Yes. So hemp seeds are 35 percent protein by weight. So it's only beat out in the whole protein spectrum by blue green algae, spirulina and things like um, chlorella, Mm -hmm. for example. And then hemp seeds is going to be right there in the top five. And they're heavier than spirulina by weight. So then yeah. it's. You, you like get more. Just two to three tablespoons, you're going to get like 12 grams of protein. Wow. You know, easy. it's like, yeah, it's really, really nice. And so they actually put some whole hemp seeds in the hemp force protein as well, not just the protein concentrate. Mm-hmm. And so it's also rich in vitamin E, minerals like potassium, 
calcium, magnesium. You're also going to find chlorophyll, chlorophyll with the hemp seeds. You actually see little green Mm -hmm. pieces in there, Mm -hmm. you know, so in a seed, that's incredible. So here's a couple of ways to add this food in. Simple, super easy way. A lot of people have probably done this is to throw it on your salads, to top it on salads. That's great. Mm -hmm. Really good way. Here's a better way. (laughs) Dessert. Right. So this is a good place to go with your dessert. And we've got this recipe. It's called cashew butter planets. So we make these little cashew butter balls. And I just didn't want to call it cashew butter balls. (laughs) I wanted to call it something else. So I call it cashew butter planets. And so you actually you put these together. You basically are are molding them together like you're making kind of, you know, cookie dough, you know, uh, balling up and you put them in the freezer. And it's amazing ice cream texture and taste. And it has hemp seeds in there, the cashew butter. Uh, some great sweeteners and some other superfoods going there. They are phenomenal. And my kids love them. Right. Right. And if so, you call them planets, I know they're sold. Yeah. And so they'll go and reach for those before any type of like weird bomb pop, you know, whatever <laughs> people are. Do you remember that? Do you remember I, the, my mom used to get these like 200 box of uh, popsicles. Like what is those? Icy's? I think so. Right. And it's all these different flavors. I'm shocked that I made it this far. (laughs) You know, all that red dye number 30, you know, and that secret of the ooze green. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing. But that's what summer is, you know, (laughs) sometimes, sometimes. So (laughs) cashew butter planets, that's a great way to add these in. All right. So just mix them into some of your dessert dishes is what I'm trying to say Mm -hmm. by that. Even if you don't get the recipes, just start adding it in, mixing it into, you know, even if you're making some gluten-free cookies, no bake cookies mm-hmm. or brownies or something like that. So that's number seven on our list of the top 15 delicious ways to add more superfoods to your meals. Now we're going to move on to number eight. Number eight is how to add in more aloe vera. Ooh, aloe vera. And I'm not talking about the store-bought aloe vera juice or gel or anything like that. I'm talking about the real whole food. Mm-hmm. And it looks like this big alligator tail or dinosaur <laughs> tail. And it's kind of spiky on the outside. And it's just kind of, it's very interesting and weird to see it in a grocery store, you know, but if you go to a natural food store, you're oftentimes going to find some aloe vera there. It's like, what do you do with this? (laughs) When I used to use this, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, and I'd be checking out and people, like even the people that check, I was like, you know, like nobody ever, nobody has ever come to register with those before, how they act, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, what are you going to do with this? Right. Or I don't know what number (laughs) that is. (laughs) What is the code for that? Yeah. So here's why I love aloe vera. Uh, number one, very rich source of polysaccharides. Right? We've already talked about the benefits of polysaccharides. Increasing that cellular communication. Super powerful. It's also an excellent antioxidant that assists, it's actually clinically proven to assist the levels of vitamin C and E remaining balanced in your system. So this helps to assimilate and maintain instead of... So you don't need to keep jamming down more camu camu, for example, (laughs) if you have other, the phytonutrient combining to actually assist your body in utilizing this stuff, Mm -hmm. right? So it's been found to help the assimilation of those two things. Uh, Sulfur, the sulfur content. So these kind of sulfur bearing amino acids, sulfur content is similar to, we mentioned this earlier, the MSM, so methyl sulfonylmethane. Those two things, sulfur and vitamin C, it's something called biological transmutation. And what that means is basically your body is taking these compounds and making new tissues with them, all right? So these are like the seeds for your body to create new cartilage, for example, you know? So really, really powerful stuff. But again, if you're not getting this via your diet, 
how is your body going to rebuild you? Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be tr- doing the best it can. But when you provide this stuff, some really interesting things can happen. So you say cartilage. And I remember reading on the mm-hmm. package for the MSM uh, how it supports joint health. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I had issue with my hip and knees, that the regimen you gave me to do the MSM and Kim Camu and yeah. a little pinch of salt really did make it. I mean, I yeah. noticed a difference within a day. Yeah, yeah. Some mm-hmm. people just, they swear by it, mm-hmm. you know. And there's actually... There's clinical data to back this up, but in a lot of other stuff that are supposed to be like joint formulas and things like that, they don't really have that data, you know, but some people it just, it works for them, Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, glucosamine, chondroitin, for example, there's not a lot of clinical data there, but some people it's just like, it really helps them with their pain. But for you, you know, really utilizing the MSM consistently. Yeah. I remember you were walking around like a pirate (laughs) for a little while. What are we doing today, mate? But yeah, so let's move on and talk about how do you actually use this bad boy. Oh, by the way, it also has been shown to assist in glutathione production. So what does that mean? Glutathione is probably like the master antioxidant of the human body, probably the most important one because it does so much. And we could do a whole show even talking about glutathione, but you definitely want, and this is something you can't necessarily take exogenously. It's something your body produces far more of it than you can take via a supplement. So this encourages your body to produce more. Okay, this master antioxidant basically makes all the other antioxidants work mm-hmm. better. So, so how do you get that stuff out of there? <laughs> all right, so what you're going to do is you're actually going to fillet out a piece, kind of okay. like you're filleting a fish. And so you're going to you know, put it down on a cutting board, cut off maybe a two by two inch piece, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And you're going to try to not get any of the green part because right there by the green part, there's a, a material that's a very strong laxative. Okay, so (laughs) you got to be careful with that. So get a little bit into the gel and you're going to take that gel and you can throw it into a smoothie. This is a great way to get this into your body. And so slime. Okay, that slime is not the laxative. That no, no, that is healing like this, that anything that has that gelatinous feel. Yes. With the doctrine of signatures, right? With nature telling you what it can do, what it's good for. First of all, it kind of looks like when you fillet off that piece, it looks like the cushion that should be between the vertebrae and your back. You know, you know your, your disc, right? Yes, yes. Or also, you know, maybe some of the juicy stuff, the cushioning that you should have in your knee, for example. Like it has that kind of gelatinous, kind of soft, bouncy feel to it, but also very healing for the gastrointestinal tract. Very nice. You know, so it's great for conditions like ulcers mm-hmm. and things like that. So, and again, I'll share my recipe that I use for a drink, you know, because aloe vera, essentially this kind of translates to very, vera, very aloe bitter. Very yeah, bitter. Yes, it can be. Bitter. Okay, and you've mm-hmm. heard this the, before, the bitter, the better, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. a, this is Get a medicine, bitters, yes. right? It's medicine. And that's telling you the polysaccharides, so many sugars is what polysaccharides mean. And many sugars doesn't sound good. It's like, many sugars, that sounds like banana. It's different. It's shorter chain mm-hmm. polysaccharides, very sweet. The longer the chain gets, the more bitter it gets, the more medicinal it gets. There we go. Okay, so throwing this into your shake and blending it up nicely, especially with chocolate, has a great affinity with chocolate and the right sweetener. It's going to be good stuff. Or also, I've also many times added to my lemonade. So I actually go and blend it into the lemonade I talked about earlier, put a little bit more sweetener, right? you know, <laughs> and uh, I'll actually strain it. So I'll just pour it through a strainer, a mesh strainer, and I'll go ahead and have that because some of the, the gel, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes I don't do that. It just depends on your kind of taste sensation or your mouthfeel that you enjoy. So then I've seen um, packages that have aloe vera pulp, and I guess that's that just kind of chopped up 
inside of it? I've never seen that before. You never had that? No. Okay, so then I'm coming up with new stuff. <laughs> but do you include the pulp of your lemon in your lemon juice, in your lemonade? The pulp of the lemon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if possible, if any pulp sneaks in there, absolutely. But I'm generally just going to, ju- you know, just use a hand juicer. Got it. So, which some of the pulp does get in there. Mm-hmm. I would like the pulp to be in there, you know, so you could. And by the way, this is another way if you're using the blender, you just kind of you know, peel the skin off and then throw it in the blender. No, look at there. You know, so, all right, let's move on. So that is number eight. We're moving on to number nine on our list of 15 delicious ways to add more superfoods to your meals. Number nine is how do we add in more walnuts, almonds, and cashews? Okay. Yes, sir. The nuts. All right. So walnuts, I'm leading with this one and talking about this one more than the others because number one, it has these plant sterols that are, very, they have this interesting ability to kind of break up plaque, you know, so like arterial plaque and also plaque in the brain. And the walnut, the doctrine of signatures, again, what does nature say about it? What what kind of information does it give you? It looks like a brain. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it actually really looks does. like a yes, brain. And for people who don't know what the doctrine of signatures is, I've said a couple of times, it's this understanding, this, this interesting type of science that states essentially that everything in nature will tell you what it's good for. There's instructions that it's giving you based on the way it looks, smells, tastes, or how it functions in nature. And it's kind of like we didn't get here with any instructions on what to eat, but we kind of did, you know? And so our science now is proving what nature is kind of telling us. Like you look at a walnut, it looks like a brain. It's actually good for your brain, right. you know? The mega uh, fatty acids, for example. Mm-hmm. Which else? So a tomato. A tomato, yes. The four chambers of the heart, mm-hmm. right? The lycopene is great for your heart. Yes. Uh, avocados, mm-hmm. they grow on, on trees in twos. One of the digits' name is acocado, which means testicle fruit, testicle, right? Yeah. So it's great for your reproductive system sure. for both men and women. Or if you even slice it, you know, mm-hmm. in half and you it's take like a that. look at that big seed, mm-hmm. you know, like it looks like a baby oh, in the womb, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. you know, it's really great for both men and women and also glutathione production. Like we talked about earlier, this master antioxidant that makes you healthier. Nice. Broccoli. Broccoli. It looks like your lungs. Yep. Right. The chlorophyll content. The microminerals, the enzymes that are in broccoli, really great for individuals who are needing to improve their lung capacity. Mm-hmm. And we go simil- on and on. And the similarity of that name, broccoli, bronchial. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> so that's the doctrine of signatures. We won't get too sidetracked talking about that, but walnuts are phenomenal. Also rich source of vitamin E. The fiber that you're going to find there in the nuts is wonderful. Almond, same thing. Really great source of vitamin E. Cashews is another huge favorite. And cashews for me, what some of the research indicates is that a handful of cashews can be equivalent to some of the effects of antidepressant medications. That's right. You know, it kind of looks like, again, it has as two hemispheres, Mm -hmm. right? And it's a little bit more of a sweeter nut. It has a little bit more carbohydrate content. So it really makes food taste amazing. Mm -hmm. And so here's a great way to add more of these healthier nuts into your nutrition protocol. And by the way, for individuals who might have a little bit of trouble digesting the different nuts, you know, maybe some gastrointestinal distress, Ooh, yeah, a baby. little stinky, stinky, <laughs> you know, whatever it might be for you. Um, nuts have these natural compounds called enzyme inhibitors. And basically enzyme inhibitors will bind to certain enzymes that can help in digestion of the nuts and make it a little bit more difficult for your body to process them. So there are certain techniques you can use to dissolve these enzyme inhibitors. Number one is soaking them. Mm-hmm. Right. And the same thing goes with beans, with legumes. You want to soak them to help to dissolve some of those enzyme inhibitors. Because basically it's creating the condition for the nuts. Like, you know, it's more of a safer atmosphere for it to grow. Basically, it's getting the water that it needs. And also you can, quote, sprout them, 
you know, so I've seen sprouted almonds many times. They'll actually grow these little tails Mm -hmm. and you can sprout, you know, um, sunflower seeds are really easy. But anyways, you can actually soak them and they can radically help with the digestion. So, and there's a soaking table actually that I'll add to the recipes. Yeah, Jay's got this. He's like, yeah, all right. So I'll put put a soaking table about how long to soak these that can help with digestion. So I was going to say, can you soak them too long? But when you said soaking table, I'm thinking like your dehydrator, there was a nice appliance Mm -hmm. for soaking. And you meant a guide kind of table, not a, a device. So I'm just talking about soaking. How long do they need to soak in right. water? So I was I went down the wrong road. <laughs> yeah. So just I'm soak. Like, I gotta get one of those. Yeah. <laughs> the dehydrator that's for drying them back out, so mm-hmm. it can get that kind of cooked sensation, you know. So you can make your walnuts crunchy again, mm-hmm. basically without destroying them via cooking, you know, roasting. The fat soluble vitamins that we've been talking about, they're very heat sensitive, you know. So when you're eating these roasted toasted nuts, you're definitely consuming these kind of, a lot more free radical activity is going to be happening in your body trying to process that. Sure. All right, so here's how to use it. This is a great way to utilize this stuff, is making salad dressings. Oh. Okay, so actually taking the almond butter, and I really like this Trilogy butter, which has all three of these that on it carries. I mean, it's just, it's so good, it doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> so what I, I literally, I've just put a little sea salt in the jar and I've literally eaten it out of the jar. I've never done that before with any type of like nut butter. So it's walnuts, almonds, and cashews. So it's walnuts, almonds, and cashews. And you can make a salad dressing out of this. And basically, you'll put it in the blender with some ginger, with some a little bit of honey, and a, a few other things. Like, again, I'll share the recipe with you guys. But you guys can get creative with making dressings. Or just go to Dr. Google and Google, like, almond butter dressing. Mm-hmm. Right? You'll probably come up with some stuff. I'm not sure. I've never done it before. But I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only person that's done this before. And actually, the recipe that I have is called a Santi Sana dressing is I what like we call that. it. Mm-hmm. And this is for my mother-in-law. And so a Santi Sana means thank you in Swahili. And this dressing is just phenomenal. It's like the first dressing I ever had because if you know my story, mm-hmm. I didn't, need, didn't a need a salad. salad I didn't need a salad till my mid twenties, right? <laughs> it was the first time this guy ever ate a salad. Ever a salad doth cross my lip <laughs> was when I was 25, you know, it's totally crazy that I made it that far. But what I was doing prior to that was just, again, blending the greens and juicing and stuff like that because for whatever reason, because of the way that I was raised, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't eat salad without having that kind of gag reflex, which is totally crazy. Right. Totally crazy. But it's how I was conditioned. Now I absolutely love it. And so when we talked about that in a previous episode, we'll put that in the show notes about my experience and how I actually changed my palate to want to eat all like, even something we're going to talk about in a few moments, like some really bitter foods that taste really good to mm-hmm. me, you know, because I changed my palate. And so we'll put that in the show notes. Great. And also I'm going to share this. And when I was on my travels, you know, hanging out with my good friend, Aubrey Marcus, who's the CEO over at Onnit, mm-hmm. when we were in Arizona, we were having like a, kind of like a taco night or, you know, just Mexican food night. And I was like, you guys want me to make some sour cream? And, you know, it was a cashew sour cream. And they were like, yeah, go for it. And they destroyed it, right? <laughs> and it became this thing of legend, you know? And they start calling it Sean's Magic White Sauce. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? Right. Is that, appro- you know, so Is that appropriate? That, and so when I met back up with him when I was in Austin, you know, doing the talk at Paleo FX. So again, it was on the menu. Got to make the Magic White Sauce. So it's actually a cashew sour cream. 
It is phenomenal. Oh, it's yeah. probably one of my favorite things, if not my favorite thing that I make. And I keep it on hand pretty much all the time because right. it's great for just, you know, adding in when you want that kind of cheesy consistency with your meals. So those are two ways to utilize the almonds, walnuts, and cashews is by one, making salad dressings, or two, making like a, a sour cream, all right? Really, really wonderful stuff. And by the way, cashews are the only thing that's effective for that. Maybe you can add in a little bit of macadamia nuts to give it a little bit more of a different type of cheesy flavor, but walnuts and, and almonds, not so much, okay? You're not going to get that same kind of cheesy quality. I'm excited about that. All right, so let's move on to number 10 on our list of 15 delicious ways to add more superfoods to your meals. Number 10 is goji berries. Oh, goji yeah. berries. <laughs> and why is this food here on the list and why do we want to add this in? Number one, antioxidants, one of the top antioxidant foods you're going to find. Also, here's what's super unique and powerful about this food is that there's these sesquiterpene oils. There's these really interesting oils in the goji berry that have been found to stimulate your pituitary gland to secrete more human growth hormone. All right, so there's a food you can eat that can stimulate the production of human growth hormone, something you would normally need to do squats to get. This food can help to do this. And this is known as like one of these longevity kind of legendary foods of longevity and kind of immortality, if you will. You know, it's really interesting, all the stories that go along with this food. And that's one of the interesting things because human growth hormone is known as the youth hormone. So that's one of the powerful things that's very, very rare that you're going to find in goji berries. It's also a complete protein. Love it. Complete protein in a berry. Mm -hmm. That's extremely rare. It's also rich in minerals, trace minerals, enzymes, all that good stuff as well. So here's a really interesting way to utilize goji berries. And it's more of a historic way is making teas with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I want to get some of the, you know, quote, living properties from it instead of just kind of boiling it in a tea, which you can do. So you can make a tea with goji berries and reishi mushroom and astragalus you know, and really do something special with that. Or you can just actually, because you're generally going to be buying uh, dehydrated, essentially, mm -hmm. goji berries, right? Them, yeah. So rehydrate them just by putting it into your water. You know, just take a handful of goji berries and put it in your water and just let it sit for an hour or so and then strain it out. You know, so you pour it into a strainer and push that nice, delicious liquid out because now you've got like a goji berry tea. Right. You know, so... And then I can use that to make my lemonade, mm -hmm. right? Or I can just drink it Pink by itself, lemonade. right? Oh, goodness. Yes. <laughs> so there's a really simple and easy way to utilize it. And then you can take the rehydrated goji berries and you can throw them into a smoothie or something. There you go. You know, or maybe you can freeze them and then throw them into a smoothie or into some dessert or something like I'm that. I'm thinking some kind of jelly jam. <laughs> there you go. I am. There you go. You got goji my berry jelly. Goji berry jelly Super jam. food jelly that's it all right so we are moving on now let's move on to number 11 here number 11 is coconut oil how mm. can we utilize our coconut oil all over my body <laughs> all over your body <laughs> right. but it's coconut oil your body. All, your body all right so coconut oil why do we want this it's antiviral antibacterial antifungal antimicrobial basically keeps stuff out of you that should not be there that's right all right uh the mct Fraction. So the medium chain triglycerides, this has been found to bypass much of the normal digestive process to feed your cells. Instant you know, cell So food. yes, so your mitochondria is kind of going to be able to get this more usable form of energy, you know, via the MCTs. And so you can also utilize MCT oil itself. And that's something I do frequently. I get that from on it as well. Mm -hmm. And I'll put MCT oil into my different drinks as well. So 
we're going to talk about the energy component, but also we cannot leave out the brain health component. You know, so these saturated fats are very important for your brain is mostly fat. Yeah. Right. And saturated fat is really, really important for your brain and your nervous system function. So just the communication with the cells in your body, fats are critical here, you know, especially the fats you're going to find in coconut oil. And research indicates that it can actually increase the body's ability to utilize omega-3s. Perfect. So we were talking earlier about how can we fix that issue? Mm-hmm. Coconut oil is a big part of that solution. Yeah. Okay, so I'd highly encourage people just generally take your omega-3 rich supplements or foods along with coconut oil. So here's right. how I use it. Again, this is, we got to talk about desserts. We can't leave desserts out. <laughs> coconut oil is really great for making chocolates. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're super easy recipes. You just basically make some freezer chocolate. So this isn't like chocolates that you're gonna be able to make and then carry out and keep at you know on the desk at work well, all day. No chocolate really sustains too much heat. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's different. There's like chocolatiers out there. Okay, who know how to make some fancy stuff. Mm-hmm. But so I'm gonna share with you guys a recipe that we use to make some really simple and easy chocolates that taste phenomenal. So that's one way to utilize the coconut oil. And we're gonna come back around. Actually, I'm gonna talk about coconut oil again in a moment here. Because it's a really important food. We generally are using it today, a lot of us, for cooking purposes. Mm -hmm. And that's great because of the high saturation. It's very stable. That's what you want to use. You want to use something that has a higher saturation. So either coconut oil and or butter, grass-fed butter, Mm -hmm. ghee, Mm -hmm. you know, clarified butter. So those are going to be safer to cook with because it's going to prevent a lot of the free radical activity that would normally be happening if you're cooking with, quote, vegetable oils, right? So here's a way that you can get it in more of a virgin state, mm-hmm. right? So coconut oil, that's number 11, and use it to make chocolates, use it to make desserts, especially stuff that goes in the freezer. Let's move on to number 12. And now we're going to circle back around to spirulina again. Okay. So here's another mm. way to utilize spirulina on our 15 delicious ways to add more superfoods to your meals. Spirulina, I keep this actually on my desk in my office because anytime I'm having a salad, I'll sprinkle the spirulina mm-hmm. in there. I put it in a shaker. Any and every time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, you can just put in water if you <laughs> if you got the kahunas to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it but tastes good to me. Right for some mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. it jives with them. For me, <laughs> I want stuff to taste good. You know, so I'll mix it into my salads, and it tastes really great with my salads, especially if I have like a more of a savory dressing or a little bit of sweet dressing, like um like a honey mustard dressing that's got some spice and sweet to it. And also I add cayenne along with that. And so just sprinkle it into your salads. And true story, I did mention this in the past on a past episode, but I was having a salad at Whole Foods and I brought my spirulina along and I mixed it in there and I was eating my salad and somebody walked by and I was like, that's a beautiful salad. <laughs> I was like, who says? I was, at first I was right, like, right. thank you so much. You know, because I was just like, I know this is looking like some alien green stuff, right? Sure. And I was like, man, who says that? You know, yeah. who says it's a beautiful salad? Yeah. You know, just walking by a random stranger a because cool. it looks so alive and mm-hmm. just so much vitality, mm-hmm. you know? So it's an instant way to upgrade your salads is adding a little spirulina. I love that. And uh, that's tasty too. Then with your dulse, I would imagine, sprinkle on a salad as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, but it depends. The dulse, again, it's milder than kelp. But you got to find that right flavor gotcha. sensation. So you so, just committed to a honey mustard dressing recipe. Wow, as this is well getting as a salad. This is getting really I gotta stacked hold up it here. To it, everything you name, <laughs> I want to know how to get it. All right, you got it. It'll thanks, be in there. Thanks. Okay, so let's move on. Number thirteen, we're going to talk about how to add in dandelion. How are we going to add in dandelion mm-hmm. to our nutrition protocol to our meals? And dandelion is actually this is again it's another wild food. This is something that you can't stop it from growing. You know, like people set out 
they wake up in the middle of the night like these dandelions. They keep growing. <laughs> they're messing up my yard. You know, it's a very vigorous food. And that's the kind of stuff that you want to eat, actually, stuff that's hard to kill. Right. You are what you eat. So dandelion is a really, really wonderful food source. And here's a little bit of the uh, nutrition information. In dandelion, you're going to find 535% of the recommended daily value of vitamin K. Right? Vitamin K, you don't hear about this one very much. Vitamin K is critical to the formation of your bones. Oh. Right? It's also critical to building your blood. Right? So vitamin K, powerful source, right? 535% of your daily recommended value is going to be found there. Also very rich in vitamin A, which is directly correlated with longevity and lifespan. Okay? The more vitamin A that you have in your system, the longer you're going to live, according to the research. Uh, it also contains vitamin C, magnesium, calcium, copper, potassium, all this wow. stuff is growing out in your backyard. Now, if you've been historically using like Chem Lawn on your stuff, don't go back there <laughs> and pick the dandelion, right? Oh, but gosh. if you haven't, you can actually go and gather some, quote, wild food from your backyard and add it into your food. And here's how you're going to do it. That is two hot. ways. I'm going to share two ways for this one. So number one is juicing it. Okay, so you can actually, and I have a recipe called Lion Juice. Right. And so you're adding a little bit of something to sweeten it up in the juice recipe. So maybe you're doing something like the dandelion greens, half of an apple, a sweet red apple, maybe a little bit of lemon, you know, half of a lemon, which you could throw the whole lemon in there with the skin included and some celery, for example. And, you know, to give you more volume and also celery has some great properties as well with sodium, great cell salts and things like that. So really simple, easy recipe that you can make right there. Okay. Love it. So juicing it. Another way is taking a little bit and chopping it up a little bit smaller and adding it to your salad. You know, so again, it's a little bit more bitter. It's a little bit more bitter, but you can mask it pretty well in a nice salad and also with the right dressing as well. So apparently I'm going to be sharing my honey oh, mustard dressing yes, that my brother. wife makes. So, oh yes. All right. So we are at the home stretch here. We've got two more guys. So number 14 on our list of 15 delicious ways to add more superfoods to your meals Number 14 is flax seeds. Oh, How can yes. we add in more flax seeds? I'm a huge fan of flax seeds. Mm -hmm. Really found in it, with this important caveat with all of this stuff, it depends on you. It depends on you. Aloe vera might be the best thing you've ever had in your life for your body. It might do some incredible things with healing. Or for some people, it just might not jive with you at all. Mm -hmm. It might not feel good, yeah. you know? So for some people, flaxseed might not jive with your gastrointestinal tract. You know, it might irritate you. Or for some people, it might be the best thing ever for your gastrointestinal tract. So flax seeds, very similar to aloe vera, have this interesting gelatinous quality, especially when you soak the flax seeds. It's very similar to chia seeds, that they'll create this gel. And it's very great for like coating your gastrointestinal tract. And any foods like that, again, just they're telling you that it's kind of like a mucus lining mm -hmm. that can help to heal things, right? So that's what's going to happen when you soak the flax seeds, but also you can just kind of grind them up and add them to a lot of different dishes. And so that's what we like to do. And so for flax seeds... Let me just share a couple other things why I like them. Uh, number one is the fiber. Yeah, right. For sure. Great source of fiber. Again, for some people, it's the best thing ever. It helps to keep them regular. It helps everything to come out the way, like spectacular. Like <laughs> I should get an award for this, you know. <laughs> and so it can really help a lot of people in that with the dietary fiber. Also, the omega threes. Okay, so a nice source of omega three fatty acids, and it's not necessarily the most easily assimilated omega threes for the human body, but they're in there. Okay, so also rich source of vitamin E. So these fat soluble nutrients because of the fats that are going to be found in the flax seeds. And 
again, I've got to reiterate the fiber can be really phenomenal for a lot of people. Absolutely. Now, how do we use these? How do we use these tiny little seeds? So what we like to do, we've actually got a coffee grinder that we'll use to grind up the flax seeds fresh. So here's a big word of caution. When you grind the flax seed, because there's products out there where you can buy the flax seeds already ground, once it gets out of its little shell, its protective coating, its protective shell, it starts to oxidize very quickly. You know, because when it's exposed to air, oxidation is going to start to happen. That's why it's contained in its little bitty seed. So you want to buy them whole and grind them yourself. And then, you know, after you grind them, you can, of course, you don't got to grind them fresh each time, but package them up and put them in the refrigerator. Okay. That's where they should be at. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we'll grind them up and we'll actually use them for baked goods. So back to, back to the desserts, right? (laughs) So actually recently we had some gluten-free pancakes. Mm -hmm some protein pancakes. So we actually use some protein powder in there. And yes. And so a uh, really great recipe, which I'm going to put into. Is that a hemp protein powder you're I'm going to put the recipe. Okay. All right. So everybody can get access to this, but you can just Google, you know, gluten-free pancake recipe. There's tons of them out there, but I highly recommend adding a couple big tablespoons of flax seeds to that. And it can help for everything to kind of move as well. And also you'll find that you'll probably eat less because they're kind of filling. Yeah. Okay. So adding to baked goods. So not just that also, you know, there's like gluten-free muffins. People can make paleo muffins, paleo cookies, just start adding flax seeds to it to give yourself a little bit more bang for your buck. Okay. So that's how we use the flax seeds. Let's move on. We're at our number 15 on our top 15 delicious ways to add more superfoods to your meals. And we're circling back around again to coconut oil. I truly think this is one of the most valuable foods that we have access to today. And pretty much every day I have my hands on coconut oil, either using it topically myself or I'm consuming it, you know, in one way or another. So today, actually, you know, after taking a shower, I'm using coconut oil on my skin. Mm -hmm. And then for my breakfast, I was using the coconut oil to make my eggs and to make my tea, you know. So this is another way that I want to put it out there for everybody to make sure they're utilizing the coconut oil is through making teas. All right. So we talked already about the reishi. We talked about goji berries. You know, these are two things that you can be utilizing to make your teas. But in the blender, you're going to put the coconut oil in there. And this is something really simple. You can just utilize coconut oil, maybe a little bit of MCT oil. Put your hot tea, put your herbs that you want to put in there. Maybe it's astragalus, maybe it's reishi, maybe it's cordyceps, whatever it might be. Maybe it's ashwagandha. But the fats actually really help to deliver these nutrients into our body because there's fat-soluble compounds that are going to be found in there. And so... You put a little bit of sweetener in there and blend that up and you've got a nice tea, right? Here's another way to go about that is ghee. Mm-hmm. So using clarified butter, organic ghee, and the MCT oil instead of the coconut oil. Those two go to- together really nicely. And so the MCT oil is a fraction. It's a concentrate of the MCT fraction of the coconut oil. It's derived from coconut oil. Okay. So you can use the I'll whole coconut oil yeah. or it just depends on what you're going for and also the mouth feel, you know, that you're going to get. It's going to be a little bit better when you have the saturated fat from the ghee and then the, and our grass-fed butter as well. A lot of people have access to that. I'm a big fan of ghee mm-hmm. because you're going to be avoiding some of the protein compounds that could have snuck their way through in the grass-fed butter that could be an issue for people with autoimmune issues, for example. Mm-hmm. Ghee is a little bit safer, but for some people, they need to leave dairy alone completely. All the way, yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. so ghee would be the safest choice mm-hmm. on the list. And it tastes really buttery. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So start utilizing coconut oil when you're making your teas. If you're going to make tea anyways, just throw a tablespoon of coconut oil into your blender and add the tea on top of that and blend it up. It gives it a really nice kind of flavor and mouthfeel. 
And also, again, you can do the really getting it to be a popular way of adding in some grass-fed butter or ghee and MCT oil or coconut oil. Okay, so gra- grass, I wouldn't use Too all rich. three. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's just a little bit of ghee and coconut oil. Mm-hmm. You know, then you got your herbs, then you got your sweetener, you blend that up and you've got something really powerful that could potentially be even a meal replacement for breakfast for some people that can really satiate them if they operate well on fats or just something kind of midday or, you know, in the afternoon, have yourself a nice tea, but just take advantage of coconut oil. It's a really, really great health giving food mm-hmm. that we can be utilizing more frequently. I should so. say the same about you. You are a great health-giving food for us. Thank you. Thank you. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I mean, I hope I'm delicious. Right. <laughs> but thank well, you, Jay. she said honey boy, so. Yeah, well, look at that. Right. Look at that. Well, everybody, thank you. I hope that you've gotten a lot oh, of value out wonderful. of this. And I wanted to give you something really practical to start applying in your life on a more consistent basis. And there's a lot more ways to just kind of have fun with all the stuff we have access to, we've got access to so much amazing food. This is not about deprivation anymore. You know, you've got access to amazing foods that can taste wonderful and also do wonderful things for your body. So we're shifting out of that kind of diet world and deprivation and more into abundance and taking advantage of all the stuff we have access to. So thank you so much for tuning into the show today. Have an amazing day and I'll talk with you soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to theshawnstevensonmodel.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you've got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome and you're loving it. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening.